This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. All right, I've been looking for a few weeks now on the right time to pull this series off. And uh, this series is entitled A House. Everyone say A House of Honor. Somebody say it like you, like you really believe in honor. Say A House of Honor. Well, today we're going to kick this off, and I know most of our series are a month long, but due to last week's guest, we're just going to be doing this for these three weeks, and then we'll enter into the middle of summer with the month of July. But today, I want to kick this little three-part series off, A House of Honor, with a question, and the question you're going to see from Scripture is a question that God's asking, and that question is this, where is the honor? Where is the honor? Where is it? Where is the honor? Let's go into the Old Testament book of Malachi, the Old Testament book of Malachi, chapter number one, in verse six. While you're turning there, I want to give a big shout out to my friend, Mindy Mackey. Uh, Mindy is my girl that's married to one of my very, very best friends in the world. Uh, He's not here today because he doesn't love Jesus as much as she does. (laughs) Actually, they're from from that God-forsaken country called Oklahoma. It's a mission field. We're praying for revival in Oklahoma, but Brian's at home working hard, but his beautiful wife, along with his awesome sons and his beautiful mother-in-law and sister-in-law are with us. Could you make my friends welcome today? All right, here we go. Here we go, everybody. Malachi chapter one, verse six. A son honors his father and a servant honors his master. And here comes the word of the Lord. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says whom? The Lord Almighty. It is you, O priest, who show contempt. That word contempt means I'm seeing in you a reduction. You have reduced me. You have lowered the honor for me. You have basically made me your equal. You've taken me from top shelf and you've placed me down on a lower shelf of priority. You have, you show contempt for my name, but you ask, well, how's that? Have we shown contempt for your name? Isn't it interesting? It almost sounds like some of us that are parenting children still at home when we say, this is what you've done, this is what you've done, and the child says, how have I done that? Isn't it interesting that these priests, these men and women did not even realize that they have slid into a position in life that they've reduced their perception and honor of God? Here's a modern day well, it's not even really modern. It's kind of like my generation of growing up. There's a term, and I don't care if you're, you're, you're Methodist or Presbyterian or, or if you grew up like I did. I don't, I don't care what your faith background is. Most churches back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s developed this term, backslider, meaning someone that once loved God has now taken a position against God. Are you with me so far? So God's telling this priest, the priesthood, you... You're supposed to be showing me honor, but you have stripped me down and reduced me down to just being something that's, that's equal to you and others. 
And they're saying, have we done that? How, how, how do you feel that? Have we done that? And we're gonna look today and, and see a little bit that it's true even in our hearts, but we're gonna find the answer in Malachi 2 just shortly. So keep your Bible open. We're gonna find out how to get that back. Let's get started. I feel, and uh, I wanna be real clear today that even though I might touch some political issues, even though I might touch some issues in your own personal home, we must be mature enough to tie that into the spiritual application that the Bible's trying to teach us today. But it all goes hand in hand. I believe that honor is something that we have dropped the ball on. Honor and showing honor, it's something that's been lost. It's been lost. And there are some, a few areas that I think will apply to all of us today. Uh, I'm, I'm raising two beautiful girls that, that I have the privilege of taking to school every morning. And one particular example of this, just to kind of state my case, to kind of build the, uh, to build the case for this sermon. One thing in particular that I've noticed is when I walk them children to school and when I'm leaving the school and some of y'all parents in here, y'all can amen me. Amen me on this because you know that you've done it just as I've done it. We were brought up when we were in school that when it was time for the Pledge of Allegiance, son, we would just click them heels and put that hand over that heart and we would stake that Pledge of Allegiance. We would honor the flag. Can I get an amen? I've noticed that we walk out of the school and I can hear the announcements start And the children in the classroom are forced to honor the pledge and the flag. But meanwhile, out in the courtyard at my my girls' school, I find myself sitting there high-fiving Terry Briggs or, 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 or saying what's up to somebody else. And the pledge is happening, and I accidentally find myself not even pausing. Something's happened in my mind and in my heart. There was a day, man, that I would just say, stop, they're doing the pledge. And boy, I'd hit my hand even though I wasn't in the classroom because there was a flag waving in the wind and someone was reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. And, and I'll just throw myself out there. I find myself now having to tell myself, remind myself, whoa, 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 whoa. That's an honor that you can't get away from, Tommy. You can pick up this conversation when that's over. And boy, I'll just stop right there in that courtyard and and show honor to the flag. Another example. What about our servicemen and our servicewomen? You know, when times, if there's a hot pocket in our globe that's in turmoil and our mind is inundated with news coverage of a problem where our men and women go in and solve a problem, all of a sudden we become so patriotic, right? We'll see a veteran, we'll say, thank you for serving, but you let that hot pocket go cold for a few months, we'll walk right by a serviceman or a servicewoman that has given their very best and it's just another person to us. Are, are, you, are you following where I'm going today? Government officials, authority figures. You know, uh, let me say it this way. <laughs> I'm fixing to jack some of y'all up real quick. 
This is going to be the greatest sermon you've ever preached, or it's going to be the sermon that splits this church right down the middle. Y'all ready for it? How about this? I grew up when the ball coach said, hey, boy, you need to hustle when you're coming around second. Daddy would say, hey, boy, you listen to your coach. Now, days, I'm going to move my kid to another team because the coach shouldn't be yelling at my kid like that. Some of y'all already looking at your watch. Y'all done with the sermon. <laughs> I remember the day, boy, my mom and daddy in this church, they in this service. They'll, 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 they'll tell you right now. School teacher, when I grew up, school teacher would call my house like three times a day because of my attitude. <laughs> but when I got home, I'd get beat. Nowadays, we're just going to have to go up to the school and show out and say, I need my child removed from that class and we need a new teacher. It's like, we've, it's like we've lost this thing called honor. I'll even bring it home to you where, where, where I serve here at the local church. There was a day, man, where when the, when, the, when the house of the Lord's lights were on and the doors were open. And that was where you communed and that was your home church. You went to church. Denora did such a fabulous job speaking this week at our in our conference and she she spoke on this and she kind of touched on it a little bit you know nowadays man a faithful church member I'm talking about one of them that you know y'all y'all in it together and you're trying to go in the same place at the same direction same time I mean you're doing life with one another you're lucky if you get one of them at church two times a month now but there was a day where man the house of God was not second to soccer the house of God didn't come second to ballet. The house of God didn't the, the house of God didn't come second to if your house was on fire, you'd let it burn to get to the house of the Lord. At least that's what it was in my house. Daddy, there's something burning. Get dressed, boy. You gotta get to the church. Daddy, the house is on fire. Let it burn. We're going to the church. Maybe not that extreme, but you know my point. He'd be having the water hose walking out, just we going to church, boy. Everybody say honor. honor. Where is it gone? It's like we've lost honor. But Malachi 2, turn with me now. Malachi 2, we were just in chapter 1. Let's go over to chapter number 2. I believe with all my heart that when we give appropriate honor, I believe that we honor God. When we show appropriate honor, to even things that are not biblically rooted, I believe that as believers we honor God when we show appropriate honor to where honor is due. Romans 13 tells us this real simple. It, it simply tells us in Romans 13 to give honor to whom honor is due. And I honestly believe that when you're showing honor and you're giving honor in the appropriate way, at the appropriate time, to the appropriate source that you're honoring God. Malachi 2, verse number 1. And now this admonition is for you, O priest. If you do not listen and do not set your heart to honor my name. I want you to say this out loud. Say, set your heart, set your heart. To, honor to honor God. Sounds like a decision to be made, doesn't it? It sounds like free will gets to choose to honor God. If you do not 
choose well if you do not set your heart to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty. I will send a curse upon you and I'll curse your blessings. Meaning this, you're gonna see in scripture in just a moment, honor brings about blessing, but if you choose not to honor, you're missing out on the blessings of God. I've already cursed them because you have not set your heart to honor me. So what, what is honor? Let me give it to you real easy today. These, this is in your notes. If you're looking on, on your Calvary FTW app, you'll see the sermon notes listed there. And uh, honor's real easy. It's anything that you put value on, that you put worth on, and that you recognize that it has some weight to it. It's got a little bit of weight to it. So if you honor something, you place a value on it, you place a worth on it, it it's weighty, Steve. It's weighty to you. Now, that would be honor. Dishonor, on the other hand, is anything that you treat lightly. Anything that has, that's, that's, that has been reduced to something that's just common or meaningless, it's just everyday you treat it lightly, therefore you dishonor it. You have honor that's got value and worth. You've got dishonor that's been reduced to just common. And I believe that what we have made the mistake in doing is just what the priesthood and Malachi is being addressed by God for doing. We've taken things that deserve honor and we've reduced them down to just everything else. Oh, it's just the flag. Oh, it's just government official. Oh, it's just the police. Oh, it's just mama. Oh, it's just my kids. Oh, it's just a Sunday morning. Oh, it's just a small group. Oh, it's just the Bible. It's just a book. Oh, it's just, and we've reduced things that should be held at a higher place of respect and honor. We've reduced those things down to just anything and everything else in our lives and I just stopped by in the middle of June for a few weeks to ask you to join me in this endeavor because I honestly desire a group, a house, a family that will start practicing honor again and not just practice it, but teach it. Because I can tell you this much, if I'm willing to talk baseball while the Pledge of Allegiance is happening, what will my children end up doing during the Pledge of Allegiance? Now, that's just something patriotic. How about this? If I'm willing to miss church two or three, four times in a row, what will my children end up doing? I'm going to go the distance of even saying this. You're just one generation away from extinction in whatever it is that we're discussing. If you have an opinion on a particular lifestyle of sin and, and you entertain it, you're not yet to make it clear that this is what we do not do as a family. Guess you, you're just setting yourself up that whatever you allow now, it will be multiplied in your home in the next generation. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's preaching better than I'm amen. Jesus dealt with this straight on. Turn over to your New Testament book of Mark. Mark is found right there in your Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right there in the Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels. Turn with me in Mark, chapter number 6. 
Mark chapter number 6, Jesus dealt with this straight on, man. Verses 1 through 5, Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. And when the Sabbath came, he started teaching in the synagogue. you got to get this visual. Jesus has now stepped up to the podium, so to speak, and he began to teach in the synagogue. And this is what those that were hearing Jesus, (laughs) not Tommy, but Jesus. They said this about Jesus while he was teaching. They said, where does this man get these things? Who does he think he is? What's this wisdom that's been given to him that he even does miracles? I love this. You can hear the sarcasm in their tone. Isn't he just a carpenter? Could you imagine being in the audience in the room with Jesus, now that you have the word of God as hindsight, knowing that you're in the room, Craig and Brenda, with Jesus and Craig nudging Brenda going, oh, he's just, a, he's just no carpenter. Could you imagine that? They say, isn't he a carpenter? And then they said, I think he's Mary's boy. I think he's got brothers, you know. I think one of them's James and Joseph and Judas and Simon. I think he's even got sisters here somewhere in the room with us. And because of that, they took offense at him, the Bible says, and Jesus sensed it. He sensed dishonor, and Jesus dealt with it straight on. And he said, only in his hometown, among his relatives, and his own house, is a prophet without honor. He could not do any miracles there. Jesus was limited to the attitude of the recipient of the word of God. You may say, well, God's God. He can do anything. Absolutely where there is faith. There's one thing that can tie the hands of God in your life. It's not sin. Sin's been defeated. It's not people. People don't control God and what he chooses to do. It's one thing. It's not the enemy, the devil or Satan, however you choose to phrase that. It's not that. There's one thing that will tie the hands of God in your life, and that is you and your unbelief. They were there saying, oh, he's just no carpenter. I think his brother's around here causing trouble, and his sisters are over there. Man, how dare he get up and try to teach us anything? And Jesus said, it's in my own hometown with my own family that I cannot do anything good for them. Let me tell you a few things that bring dishonor. Y'all ready for this? Number one, familiarity brings dishonor. Familiarity brings dishonor. If you were to break that word familiarity, you'd probably start it out with family. I'm fixing up. Help some of you that are willing to receive if you'll be willing to receive it. Have you ever noticed how easy it is for us to be so kind, to be so gentle, to be so encouraging, to be so loving, to be so patient, to be so wonderful with everyone else but our own family? Have you ever noticed that? I've done it so many times in what I do. And I catch myself and I 
kick myself. I find myself standing right down here or over in the parking lot. And I'm eye to eye with some of you. And I'm, I'm doing my best to be dotting my I's and crossing my T's. And I'll have one of my daughters walk up that just simply wants to ask a question. And I'm so focused on you that my own daughter, the, the, the love of my life, that which God's blessed me to steward, I'll go, shh. You know better. You, you, I'm a, you, you. Can't you see? Can't you see who this is? And you can see it in her eye. Don't you know who I am? We get this thing out of whack, man. You treat people at Target better than you treat your wife. You treat people at the, at the school better than you treat your husband. You treat people better at work than you treat your own parents. Somebody told me, <laughs> I couldn't tell if they were loving on me or not. Somebody told me after the first sermon today, the first service, they said, that was so good, different, <laughs> but good. <laughs> and I said, thank you. It is a little different, but this is where you're living and where I'm living, man. Why in the world do we lose this thing called honor with those that God has given to us to love the most? Family. Let me tell you where else familiarity comes to play. Familiarity at home the way you talk in your home, the way you live in your home. Thank God, before you swing too far on this, before you take it way out of context, thank God for home and the safe place of home. Thank God that, that, that I don't have to have this tie on at home. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God for some shorts and some flip-flops like some of y'all are in today. But thank God when I'm at home, you know what I'm saying? It ain't Pastor Denora, it's Hot Mamacita. <laughs> thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. <laughs> thank God for home, right? But check it out. What happens at home is you get so familiar at home that you lose the honor of a wife, the honor of being a father, you lose the honor of being a steward. Are y'all tracking with me? Check it out, everybody. Familiarity will flat bring dishonor. Let me tell you where else it comes. It comes in the church. For you that have been in this church or any church, if you've been a part of the Catholic church or if you've been a part of the Methodist church, if mama brought you up in the Baptist church, doesn't matter what the name is. If you've been brought up serving God and you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s all of a sudden you get so familiar in the presence of God that it's just another moment for you you get more excitement out of that Broadway experience that movie experience that that song on the radio that you've never heard the new the new moves you but the familiar uh uh, it's just it's just another church. It's just another sermon. I've heard I've heard Pastor Tommy so many times. It's just another sermon. 
that brings about dishonor. Why is this critical? Here it is. Write it down. The more you honor something, the more you can gain from it. The more you honor it and revere it, the more you can reap from it. So therefore, the invert of that is the more you dishonor it, the less you can receive from it. That's why in a moment of worship, that's why there's so many people that are moved in the presence of God and other people are, are just texting and tweeting and, 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 and updating their status by saying it's just another song. I've heard this one. Well, you don't honor the house. It's just another building. It's just another Sunday. It's just another small group. It's just another Bible study. It's just another scripture. The Bible? Oh, it's just another book. Well, when you dishonor the Bible and it's just another book, it's not words of life to you. It's just print and ink and poetry and commandments. But when you honor the word of God, it becomes the bread of life to you. Somebody say honor. And God's asking the question, where's, where's the honor? Where, where, where did it go? If I'm a father, where's my honor that I'm due? If I'm a, if I'm a master, where's the honor that I'm due? And God's asking you today, where, where is the honor? Where have you gotten off track with showing honor? Let's move on here real quick. I preached way too long in that first service. Whew. Aren't you glad you weren't at that service? Dishonor. Bible tells us in what we just read that familiarity, oh, he's just a carpenter. Oh, his brother's around here somewhere. His sister's around. He's just a carpenter. They were too familiar with Jesus. But here's number two. They were so familiar that they became offended at him. Offense will open the door to dishonor. Some of you were so offended at that boss on how he treated you when they were downsizing. Now you cannot receive any good instruction from any boss because you were so offended 18 years ago or you were offended at your parents when they got divorced or you were offended by your, your father when he missed, you know, his temper, it, 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 it got away from him. I told this story in the, in the first service, and um, I, I, I grew up so lucky with the greatest mom and dad that someone could ever have. But trust me, there were times that I could have easily gotten offended. I remember one Sunday after church on a Sunday morning, a friend of mine invited me to go home with him after church, and we were going to ride dirt bikes, and I was so excited to go home with him and ride bikes, and, and we were going to eat, and we were going to hang out. Well, where I went to church growing up, we had to come back to church on Sunday night because two is better than one. So we, we just do two in the morning. That way we're good, right? So <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
so we came back to church on Sunday night. Well, that afternoon, I heard my friend say something that I'd never heard before. It wasn't a cuss word. It wasn't a joke. He made a statement towards his dad that I'd never heard anybody make before, not even on a movie. It was new to me. I was clueless. So I thought I would give it a try that Sunday night. <laughs> so on that Sunday night, Somebody said, hey, y'all going to go to Dairy Queen when church is over? And I said, well, let me ask my old man. (laughs) I found out quick that's not what you say to your dad. Right then, I could have easily become offended. Some of you have been offended by a parent that in the heat of the moment, they maybe lashed out in an inappropriate way. And this is not to justify the action taken, but that's over and you're still struggling with offense. And let me tell you something, familiarity or offense left undone will bring dishonor And y'all have been moved on from that for 20 years now, and you still have dishonor. You have reduced, there's contempt. You have reduced the value of a father, the worth of a father, and therefore he has no weight in your life anymore. You could be this way with a preacher. You know how many people I run into? And I can sense, I can't put my finger on it, but I can sense in the beginning that there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's some type of obstacle blocking this true shepherd relationship when I'm doing my dead level best to love, encourage, help, instruct, shepherd, but yet there's something there. And then you speed the story up and you find out that a preacher burned them. A church hurt them. Religion stung them. So therefore, they're offended, not at me personally, but what I do and who I am. There's a, there's a block in the pipe that wants to transfer the blessing of a shepherd that truly loves people. The block is it will not, it only has a, just particles, just, just, just fractions are received because something happened somewhere 20 years ago in a whole nother state with a whole nother church with a whole nother preacher, maybe even in a whole nother faith type background, but yet there's something there. Well, that becomes dishonor. And now he's, uh, yeah, old Tommy, yeah, he's a good old fella. He's kind of funny. And yet God's wanting to impart something into your life but you're not in a posture or position to receive it due to dishonor. Are you tracking with me? So God says to those priests and God says to you, you have a decision to make. And that is you need to set, you set your heart to honor me. So Pastor Tommy, how do I set my heart to honor these government officials? How do I set my heart to honor police? How do I set my, my heart to honor ball coaches that scream at my kids? How do I set my heart to honor my dad that did this or my mom that did that? Well, you do it by these few things and then I'll pray over you. Number one, you must force yourself 
to honor people and others by seeing them the way God sees them. In your notes, I have it stated, honoring begins with God's claim on them. This is how Paul tells us in Ephesians 5. Submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. (laughs) Well, I don't like him. Aren't you glad that God loves you? Yeah, but he did this. Aren't you glad that God forgave you? Yeah, but she's that. Aren't you glad that God loves you? Here is the big one for the day, everybody. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow. But all of you can, by the grace of God, if you're willing to receive. You cannot see people through your eyes of judgment. You have to see them through God's eyes of grace. If you only knew the stuff that I got to put up with the person sitting next to you. And you say, what? The phone call, the text, the email. I'm not looking for sympathy. But can I tell you right now? You talk about a profession and a job to test your character. (laughs) When you get cussed at, lied to. And you have to say, They're hurting. Hurting people talk like that. And you got to, I as a man have to shut my prideful mouth that wants to. And I have to say, God, that was me. God, that is me. God, every time I do that, you're so gracious to me. You're so gentle with me. You love me so hard and you care for me so much. God, help me watch my response and love. You know why? Because everybody that's ever done you wrong, God loves them just as much as he loves you. And the only way to live this life of honoring God and honoring people is you've got to see that person as God sees you. Because ladies and gentlemen, from the far corner... To the next corner. Every single one of you in this room have been done wrong by somebody. You've been done wrong by somebody in the last 24 hours. Shoot, you've been done wrong walking into this church by somebody. Deal with it. You can either pout. You can either flare up. You can either tee off. You can either show your immaturity and your your lack of maturity. You can either, you you can do whatever you want to do because this is America and God bless you. But I can tell you right now. If you choose to honor people the way God honors you, you will be the big winner. You can choose to cut your legs off in relationship. You can choose to just to mess everything up for yourself. All because of your flesh and all because of your true natural feelings. They're natural feelings. But you can't live by your feelings. It was just a few weeks ago that our, our awesome Blackstock Center across the parking lot got broken into in the middle of the night. These two sorry, good-for-nothing rascals. I got them on video. They got their little cool hoodies on with their little mask and their little backpacks. They thought they were pros. They busted out all the windows. Thank God for a good glass company and, and friend of 
damn fin that got it fixed before some of you didn't even know that it happened. But I got them on video. Boy, they're big and bad. They're going to come and steal something from the church, you know. I mean, boy, they're just winners. And as soon as them little morons got that laser beam on them, boy, they ran all puckered up, nervous, thinking they was going to go to jail. And the officer said, Pastor Tommy, what you want me to do? He said, you want to press charges? What you want me to do? You know what I wanted to do. I said, well, you know, I'm just going to pray for him. He said, you're going to pray for him. I said, I ain't done, Tracy. I said, I pray they get fleas in the underwear. I'm going to pray they get ingrown toenails on all ten. And I'm going to pray they have a forever loud ring in their ear. And the officer said, oh, pastor, you don't play. That's worse than jail. (laughs) Y'all, it's natural to want to respond. When you have somebody talk to you in a certain way, and you know good and well you're innocent of anything, you just want to. But you can't do that unless you want me to come visit you in jail. Y'all, where is the honor? Let's step it back up a notch and see people that are people that are people that are people. And you know what people are? We're all a bunch of dingbats saved by the grace of God. And if you can see people the way God sees them, you'll have an opportunity to give honor. And you want me to tell you why? Number two reason to set your heart to honor people. Number two, you ready? Because honor brings good back to you. Now, this is not the motivation. This is not the purpose of showing honor. But I would not be a good pastor if I told you that give honor. Nothing good's going to happen for you. Just give honor. You just need to give honor. Why do I do that? Well, just give honor. It's all about them. Because I would be forgetting a powerful principle of Scripture And that is found in Ephesians chapter number 6. Honor your father and mother, the Bible says, which is the first commandment with a promise attached. Honor has a promise attached. Let me just go preacher and pastor on you. Honor is a seed that produces a harvest. What's the promise? The Bible says... If you honor your mother and your father, that, you, that, that it may go well with you and that you'll enjoy long life on earth. So when, when, when you're running hot and you're upset with somebody, yeah, you can respond. You can send that text. Yeah, you can go knock on that door and just tell them all you want. You can do that. Or, or... You can show honor, see them the way God sees them, offer forgiveness in your heart before you ever even say a word. And all of a sudden, you can let that offense go, and I can promise you this much, you just sowed a seed that will come back to you. I'm not perfect. But I can tell you right now, this is one spot in this sermon that I live. 
I honor because I've seen it come back to me. That's why I, that's why I honor my bishop. That's why I honor the elderly of this church. That's why when conversations come up, Pastor Tommy, man, when are we ever going to move on from that classic service? Pastor Tommy, when, what, uh, uh, you, you, you're wanting to flirt with me with this thing called dishonor. We don't dishonor in this house. We honor. Because there wouldn't be a second service in this church if it weren't for the people that go to the first service in this church. There wouldn't be property at 700 McPherson Road. Are you, are you tracking with me today? I was brought up, man. I, I don't even, they, my daddy never sat me down and told me to do this. It was just culture. If an older person is in the room, you gain wisdom from them. You don't try to big, big boy them. I was brought up, man. My dad, man, he set the bar so high on being a husband. Let me tell you something. Every man in the room, even if you've got one foot in the grave, you can still listen to this sermon. If you got a woman in your life, whatever happened to opening doors? Whatever happened to paying the bills? Whatever happened to showing respect? I know I'm meddling, and some of you are getting nervous, but I got a feeling I'm going to hear a high pitch. Amen, Pastor. You need to keep preaching that. <laughs> Pastor, this is the best sermon I ever heard. Boy, he's my favorite preacher. I'm telling you, boy, he's my favorite preacher. What happens to us fellas? We get familiar, right? When we're dating. Oh, let me get that door for you, baby. Girl, let me get that. <laughs> Five years into marriage. Oh, uh, you good? <laughs> 20 years into marriage. I'll be out in a minute. Go ahead and start it for me. I pity the men that marry my girls. Because I'm telling you right now, I watched that little cute little Tom Sr. over there. I saw him honor my mama. And now I have the privilege of honoring this beautiful woman. But them little girls of mine, boy, I pity the boy that wants to marry her. I open the door for that Salem when it's us, when her mama's not in the car, I'll open the door for her. I said, now, now you listen, baby. And she'll go, Daddy, I know. And I say, no, you're going to listen to me. What? This is what boys do. I know, Daddy. And I'm saying, you listen to me. If he don't, y'all going to find him somewhere on the Sabine River floating. <laughs> and you listen to me. I tell her, boy, he's going to pay for your meal. Well, Daddy, what if he don't have a job? Then he ain't worth dating. Well, Daddy, I mean, what is something? Don't, don't come up with all the reasons not and can't and all that mess. The boy's going to show me his bank statement. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see some chivalry. Some of y'all don't even know what chivalry is. I mean, some of you asking around, oh, what chivalry? Is that like chives on a potato or something? <laughs> Somebody say, where's the honor? All the men. You wonder why things aren't going good? Because you're not planting seeds of honor. You put that woman up on a pedestal, Jack, things go good. Good. You contempt and reduce her down to your co-worker? It don't go good. 
And last but not least, how do you set your heart to honor? My final point for you is honor is decided, not deserved. Your daddy that didn't handle things well probably doesn't deserve it, but you need to decide to show him honor. The preacher years ago that dropped the ball, I may not deserve it, but if you'll choose it, you'll have a blessing in your life. The ball coach that mistreated little junior, before you change teams for the fifth time, why don't you decide to show honor? The person that you serve with, work with, that you do life with, co-workers at your job, before you tee off on them, rein those words in. Decide to honor. You'll be the big winner for it. You'll lessen the drama in your world. You'll be baptized and saturated with peace. Yeah, but you don't know. I know, because I deal with you. I know. Decide honor. Stand with me today. I close with this, and all I need is you, Sam, in this close. Before you, before you roll in, let me leave this with you, okay, everybody? This is going to be a little tender a little tender story, and I don't mean to leave you with a downer. If you'll hang in here long, or long enough with me, I'm going to leave you feeling so, so blessed. The great Joyce Meyer, the great Joyce Meyer, one of the great female voices in Christianity today, has now gone public by writing and by speaking and made it known that she has journaled and has memory of of over 200 physical and sexual abuse as a child by her father. And somewhere something got a hold of her. And she made the decision to reach out to her dad now. Now Joyce is in her 60s. She reached out to her dad in his last years on earth. And because of the goodness of the Lord on her life, she had the resource, she had the ability to relocate him across the country to her home and built him a beautiful home on the same street. And she made the decision to visit him weekly, to care for him, to honor him. He didn't know Jesus she would preach to millions in a year's time, would write books that would reach more than a million copies. But her own father, because of her offense, did not, she never reached for him, but something got a hold of her and she reached for him, moved him in. And she tells the story that when she made the decision to honor when it wasn't deserved, not only did she lead her father to Jesus Christ, but she reaped the apology that she longed to hear. 
she was able to bury her father in a very broken yes, in a very troubled yes, but yet in an honoring way. Some of you have an offense in your heart today. You've become so familiar with some people that you've allowed dishonor to come. And because of the dishonor, you've become offended by others. I'm fixing to pray for you. And I know that, I know some of you, this is a very tender moment. So I'm gonna ask you to just bow your heads and right where you are, we're not gonna have prayer partners today. I'm not gonna have you come forward. I just want, I want you to have a moment right now that doesn't have to be outward. It just needs to be something on the inside of your heart. All over this room, bow your heads. If you are here today and you know that you carry animosity, you carry bitterness, you carry frustration towards anyone, whether it be your family, a friend, a coworker, whether it be someone that is an acquaintance to you, but you have a heaviness in your heart over something that maybe even you thought was in a closet, but it came out today in this sermon. It just showed up. It popped out its head even today. I'm gonna ask you to right now receive this prayer. Make it your prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I've allowed myself to respond to this thing called life out of my emotions. I've allowed myself to respond to this thing called life out of my feelings. And Lord, no one's perfect, not even me. So I'm gonna choose this very moment to forgive. I'm gonna choose this very moment to move forward. I choose this moment to make things right, number one, with my own heart with you. And then, Lord, I'm going to go the distance and make it right with him, with her, with it, that institution, that organization, that idea, that entity. I'm going to make it right because, Lord, I want to reap the benefits of honor and I want to see everyone and everything in my life through your eyes, not my own. So I'm going to set my heart to honor. And I make that decision all on my own this very moment. In Jesus' name. Can I get a big amen today? Ladies and gentlemen, I love you. And I preach this way on occasions because I love you. And I genuinely, genuinely care about you. And I want to see you healthy and whole from top to down. So be blessed with the word of the Lord today. We'll see you Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Father's Day next Sunday. Be here for the reception in between the two services. God be with you. You're dismissed.